0: This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent.
1: Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lee. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, today let's talk about what happens when you get in a slump.
0: The first thing that happens is you get in your head and you start trying to get out of a slump. And when you start trying to get out of a slump from a baseball perspective, you start thinking about, well, I've got to a get a hit. And then when you try to get a hit, that's a surefire way to never get a hit again. Or it's almost like when you make an error and you start thinking, okay, don't make an error. Well, guess what? The ball's coming right back at you and you're going to make another error. I think it's really, really easy to get into a slump. And then I think it's extremely difficult to get out of the slump.
1: Because when you try to dig yourself out of a slump, you just keep getting slumpier.
0: You keep getting slumpier. Is that a word? I don't know, but it can be. It's just, (laughs) if we had a no slump recipe, then we could sell it. To all of these extremely well-paid Major League Baseball players, and we would just sit around all day and collect our money for our no-slump recipe because they would all pay for it. We
1: do have that one extra brand sitting around, so we may have to develop that. Maybe so. From a business perspective, getting your head back in the game can be really hard, just like it can in sports.
0: It can be, and there's sales slumps. You feel like you get a lot of no's, you feel like that you're just not hitting on things like you were at one time, there can be that type of thing. Your business is just not what you thought it would be. And you kind of feel like you're underachieving or that can be a little slumpy. That can get you down in the dumps, so to speak. I think being in a slump or being down in the dumps would be very similar. And it can affect all agency owners, small business owners. I think it happens to all of us at one time or another.
1: I think part of that happens when you create a job for yourself, as opposed to creating a business and working in it as an owner operator and making that decision from the beginning. And I think part of this is transitioning from a mindset of I have to do all of this stuff because it's a job to I have to figure out how to look at it from a
0: completely different perspective. I do too. And it's a tug of war with yourself mentally back and forth in the early business beginnings and it can continue in different life stages of your business, of your agency, because there are days in the beginning where you need to have the CEO hat on and you need to be managing, running, leading your business. And then there are days maybe even the same day (laughs) at a different time of the day, you need to have worker get the job done hat on. And that's a real challenge starting an independent agency for growing an independent agency. We can definitely get into the no man's land discussion as well. And this whole thing about agency owner versus agency worker versus I'm working in my job versus I'm running my business, this back and forth nature is very real and necessary. And I think if we just understand it and own it, then we can ebb and flow with that as needed.
1: But it's really hard to ebb and flow when you have a new fire that's having to be put out every single day. You do.
0: Sometimes they're literal fires because we're in the insurance business. Sometimes they're metaphorical fires. You lose an employee unexpectedly. Something's going wrong on an account or a carrier is having issues and you need to move business. And there's so many different things that are going to pop up. Up. And I think it's very necessary that we, as agency owners, constantly maybe have some time to ourselves for a little self debrief, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes every day. You need to block this time out to just take a deep breath. Let a phone call go to voicemail. Don't answer that call once or twice. Stop looking at email for a few minutes. It's imperative as we go back and forth in this that we understand that we have to take a break mentally, In order for us to constantly manage this process, if we don't take a mental break, hopefully during the day, what we get into is I have to be sitting at my desk in order to feel like I'm accomplishing something. And then you end up wasting time at your desk, at your computer, when you could have been refreshing your mind by just stepping away.
1: When I worked in the broadcast industry, I actually had an alarm set on my phone and every two hours, if I was in the office, I would get up and I would walk around the building three times. Like I would walk outside and literally walk around the building. And if somebody walked up to me and said, you know, do you have just a minute? I need to talk. And I was just like, no, this is my three minutes around the building. I'll be back inside in just a second. People would look at you a little bit funny, but I needed that time to get away from the craziness. And, you know, I mean, what did it take to go around the building three times, five minutes? I mean, it wasn't like I was taking a huge break, but even those little, I just need you for a second things, whether they're a phone call from a or a, or a phone call from a spouse or whatever they are, they add up at the end of the day.
0: They do. And I'm going to tell a little bit on our beautiful, wonderful accounting manager uh, that I happen to be married to. She has been working remotely for about 23 years now. She's been doing it for a couple of days a week. And one of the things that she does very well that I've admired and always been like, yeah, that's a great idea is when she's working from home, she doesn't just work from home eight hours a day. She works from home with a timer and I think she works for an hour at a time and then the timer goes off and then she goes and does things around the house or does something and then she comes back and she's so much more productive and her ability to step away recharges her brain. I think it's great and we don't talk about it at all. We don't talk about it enough in our workplaces to encourage our people to do that.
1: Maybe that is because we grew up and the people that managed us grew up in the time of the smoke break. Now, I was never a smoker. This was never a thing for me, but I always remember thinking that people that smoked would go outside for 15 or 20 minutes twice in the morning and twice in the afternoon. And those of us that weren't smokers didn't get to do that. And I just kind of wonder if we need to revitalize the concept of the smoking break and just call it something else. I love it.
0: Managing this requires your brain to stop, to Temporarily and as agency owners, any agency under three years old. Any of these scenarios, and then depending on how large you grow or how small you stay, this could be a forever thing, or this could be a time of life thing, an agency cycle thing, but you're going to spend managing, leading, time on your agency, you're going to spend prospecting time on your agency, and then you're going to spend worker time on your agency. And that job effect is going to take place. While we're not advocating the smoke break, we could advocate something else.
1: During our recent agency conference, and I'm not quite sure exactly how this got brought up, but I was speaking with a group of our female agents and one of our ladies actually said, you know, she goes, I just forget to go to the bathroom. She goes, I get so busy and then two o'clock in the afternoon gets there and I almost pee on myself because I haven't even gotten up to go to the bathroom all morning. And I don't know if men do this too, but I know as a woman, I've had this conversation multiple times. It's like our brain forgets to just take care of the basics because we get so involved with what we're doing. Do do men have that problem?
0: I don't have that problem. (laughs) Taking a bathroom break is not an issue for me. I have had situations in the past. I'm not so much this way today where I look up and I forget to eat. I mean, it's one o'clock, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't eat breakfast or I didn't eat lunch. I'm better at that today. It could be something else for others, but there are things like that where that's really a symptom that we ought to pay attention to, that we might need to build in some intentional things to slow us down or stop us and make us take a break. We're talking about getting in a slump. What sends you into a slump or sends you into this downward spiral? Well, I think it starts with that type of activity and we kind of burn out.
1: One of our agents made a suggestion to me several years ago. On my desk, I have a timer box that depending on how I flip it over, it's a cube and I can flip it over and it's going to set a timer for 30 minutes or 15 minutes or five minutes or an hour or just this little bitty cube that I will actually use for stuff like this. If I know that I am headed into looking something up online, but I don't want to end up down a rabbit hole of reading an article about how tall Jesus is because that did happen to me one time I was doing some research and three hours later it was the middle of the night and this is what I was reading so I do actually keep a timer cube on my desk which I know I could do that with Alexa I could do that with my phone I could do that with my smartwatch but there's something about just being able to flip that little cube over and get it started to bring me back to okay this is actually where you need to be and what you need to be doing that has really helped me with this.
0: I love it. No matter how you do it, I automatically think that most agency owners think like me. Their brains are always on. One of my mentors taught me this several years ago. When you're not working as an agency owner, you're still working. As a business owner, your brain doesn't really shut off. You're still doing things when you're not doing things. And so it's okay. Work looks a little different. And it's something that... That I took some time to have to learn to figure out, depending on what's going on. Sometimes I wake up anywhere from 530 in the morning to 6 20 in the morning on average on a business day. And when I get up and I immediately put on coffee, that immediately starts my brain. Like I immediately start thinking about things. I may have an idea. I may go grab my notebook and write something down. I may look something up. I may check a schedule for the day, but I am going to start working almost immediately. And for about an hour to an hour and a half in that morning, I would do what most of the world would consider would be work even though the work isn't maybe sitting at a desk. When you think about that and then you go through your day and then you get home or you get to a ball game or you do whatever you're doing in the evening and then you finally settle in and you just want to like veg out. Well, guess what? A business owner's vegging out generally ends up centered around research, looking at news, reading articles. Guess what? You're still working. I think it's really important to understand that as an agency owner that you're working a whole lot more than an eight-hour day.
1: Which can create mental exhaustion. And I think it's one of those things that just like trying to train your body, you know, when you first start working out, if you've never worked out before or you're going on a new workout plan, your body hurts so bad when you're starting out. You may have to crawl to the bathroom the next morning because your body is hurting so bad. Well, we have to train our minds to do this mentally as well. If you're working in the office a seven to eight hour day, and then you're functioning as an agency owner mentally another six to seven hours a day, eight hours a day. Well, when you're first starting out in that first year or two, your brain has to get used to doing that.
0: No, it does. And let's not forget that the weekends come around and things are going on and you are doing something with family, but you're probably still having those moments of ownership thoughts and good ideas, things that you need to look at doing next week. There may be times during your Saturday or even times during your Sunday afternoon where you wake up from a nap or you do something and you're all of a sudden, boom, an idea pops into your head. Your brain's on. You have to manually figure out how to turn it off.
1: And this will be very cyclical. Right now, both my husband and I are involved in projects at work. Now, while we are not business owners, we are both in leadership positions within our organizations. And so we're trying to create brands and build something. And so we can tell a difference in our relationship because we're both in this particular cycle at the same time. So it's one of those things, be very conscious about it at home because things can go off the rails rather quickly if you're not conscious of it, if your spouse is not conscious of it. And since we're both able to talk about it and say, hey, this is what's going on with me. This is what's going on with me. We have patience going into it. But if you don't have that communication with your spouse and your family, when you're going through a cycle like this, things can go really wrong.
0: Agency owners need to be aware that their spouse is a partner in this. And spouses, you're supporting, you're being a partner to the agency owner. They may need to get some things off of their chest that they can only get off of their chest to you. You may be the only one. Hopefully you are. I hope your relationship is such that you are that person. And all you need to do is listen. Sometimes you may throw opinions out there. You may have opinions or they may ask you for your opinion. But we need to be able to do that. And I think it's healthy. I know it's been an incredible outlet for me over the years. My wife has been there to listen when I could only talk about something really that was going on to her. Um, She didn't need to fix my problem. This is something as a business owner that we have to understand. And if you've been in an employment role and then all of a sudden you're in an ownership role and it's new to you and you've been doing it for a very short period of time, this is something I want you to really kind of lean into and understand that it is different. There is the venting about work and about bosses and about decisions and all that stuff that happens probably in every marriage. However, those things are a little bit different at the ownership level because that statement of it's lonely at the top is very, very true.
1: This is also one of those times if you're in a slump, if you're trying to get your head back in the game, that having a mentor, having an executive coach, finding that right person to ask the right questions is so incredibly key to long-term success.
0: I had some built-in mentors in my life early on, and I did not recognize the importance of mentorship. When that wasn't there any longer, I saw the void. I felt like I'd been doing all this stuff by myself. I hadn't. I had had these built-in mentors in my life that were no longer available to me due to passing away, due to whatever. And when that went away, it was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was so important.
1: Let's go back to your baseball career. When you would get into a hitting slump, how would you get out of it? Actually,
0: nobody knows how to get out of a slump because if everybody knew how to get out of a slump, they would automatically just get out of the slump. So the first thing that you have to recognize when you're in a slump is that you're in a slump and that you have to recognize that the worst thing you can do for yourself is to try to get out of the slump. Just go up and try to put a good swing on it. You can't control that you hit a rocket right at the center fielder and the center fielder never moved and just caught the ball. That is the type of hit that will send mentally weak players into a slump. You're in your head. You start thinking something's wrong and nothing is wrong. You just were unlucky. It's the way the baseball bounced that day. That's the biggest issue is you can't approach a slump as I have to get out of a slump. You just have to breathe in and out, keep going to the plate.
1: I love the movie Bull Durham. It's one of my absolute favorites. And when we're talking about a slump, it reminds me of the character Jose who made the cross out of the chicken bones and he would always use it. And then Bobby was in the slump and so he was wanting him to rub the chicken bone cross on his bat, and he said, that's not faith, that's desperation. And so I think sometimes when... We do things out of desperation where sometimes having a little bit of faith in ourselves would make a huge difference.
0: If you find yourself, if you're familiar with the movie, you understand this. If you're not, go watch it. I think there was also in that scene where, you know, if your girlfriend puts a hex on your glove and you need to sacrifice a live chicken to get the hex off your glove.
1: Yes. And so they went and got a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken because that's the only thing they could find in North Carolina at the time. Yes.
0: That's good stuff. Good stuff. These are not slump breaking adjustments. These are superstitious things. And it's something that we struggle with because we tend to overthink it. And I think just like ball players, just like I did and having coached and now I'm older and have had daughters play softball and the same rules apply and you just see things a little differently and you understand the game a little better. If I would have understood at 19 what I understand now about micro adjustments and just the little things. Taking care of the little things can make huge impacts on the success or failure of your business.
1: Going back to your daughter, getting ready, going through training, I remember you telling me that they were making some micro adjustments with her and you couldn't believe some of the little things that they were doing that made just an absolute huge difference.
0: It was amazing to kind of just observe from a distance the tweaks, the micro adjustments that changed just the power mechanism. She's not a six-foot power hitter, but she has this sort of surprising power. And then you see this adjustment and then you see her take batting practice now and the ball just jumps off her bat differently. And yeah, some of that was some weight room, but most of that was just micro adjustments with where her hands were or how she was approaching the plate. Now it's that consistency that she's after freshman year, going through the next phase is micro adjustments in the box so that that natural power and that batting practice capability transitions consistently into the games. Well, that's back into your micro box adjustment. Even professional major league players today overthink this and forget, ooh, maybe I need to make a box adjustment. Maybe I need to make a slightly different adjustment. Or maybe I've hit three rockets at people in the last four at bats and I don't need to do anything. I just need to keep doing what I'm doing and stay out of my head.
1: I'm going to stick with the Bull Durham references. Uh, There's a line in there when they are referring to their pitcher and they say he's got a million dollar arm, but a five cent head. And I think sometimes this happens to us as agency owners.
0: We do. We're million dollar producers and, and we trip over the pennies of hiring support staff or we trip over the pennies of setting up things to be more operationally efficient. And I think there's a lot of similar analogies between Bull Durham and running an independent agency now that you've brought this to my attention. Overthinking is a big part of this, which is the reason you need to turn your brain off or do something during the day to take a quick break.
1: But when you're in that slump, when you are down in the dumps and you do start to overthink and you do start to figure out, okay, you know, am I ever going to work my way out of this? What do I need to do next? And every solution, you're going to find something wrong with With it. And for me, I have to start writing things down. And I'm like, okay, really and truly, you know, where is my brain taking me? And I start saying, okay, if this is the problem, these are three solutions. And then if this is a problem and these are three solutions. And once I start writing it down and looking at it, I realize that, okay, I am so far in my head. I just have to take a step back and do something else that's really, for me, is the only thing I can do. And then once I've stepped back, whether it is taking a weekend trip somewhere, which is usually my solution or whatever that is for you, when I come back to my list, I'm like, okay, I was being ridiculous. This is what I need to do.
0: Going for a run, going for a walk is an immediate thing that I do. I do that in the evenings because it's kind of like it flows in out of my head. it, It relaxes me. Here's one that I don't do very well, but I highly encourage. Take a day off that you're not supposed to take off. What I mean by that is take a Tuesday off, take a Thursday off and don't take it off and go do stuff. Take it off and just take a day off. The world is not going to end. The sky is not going to fall, even in the midst of a time where you think it would. And if you can't do a day because you can't mentally get there, do a half a day. Just randomly Take that half a day. We are so afraid to do that because, again, we're kind of at this mindset that if I'm sitting in front of my computer, even though I might not be productive, then it's sort of lying to ourselves that I'm making it better. And really and truly, you're not making it better. You're making it worse because you're prolonging the slump. You're prolonging the adjustment, the getting back to normal. There's things that we can do if we would just kind of take that half step back, take a look at it and go, okay, wait a minute. Maybe I just need to take this half day off. And don't take the half day off, like I said, and then fill it up with errands and fill it up with other things. Just take the day off and take the half day off and do something different and see if your brain will just mend itself. It's amazing what can happen when you do that.
1: I had an amazing general manager in Shreveport, Louisiana years ago. And in Shreveport, there is a duck pond. And I am not from there and I did not know this, but she was from there and she looked at me one afternoon. It was, a, it was a Tuesday or Wednesday and she said, tomorrow I just want you to go feed the ducks. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, I want you to go feed the ducks at the duck pond tomorrow. That is what I need you to do. And I'm, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And she explained it to me and she goes, that is what I want you to do is tomorrow the only thing that you are to do is to go feed the ducks. And when I came back to work the day after that, I was rearing. To go. And I always thought that was so amazing that I had a, a manager that recognized that I needed to go feed the ducks, even though I didn't even know that was a thing. And since then, it's one of those things that I really try to pay attention to and know, okay, this is when I need to feed the ducks or this is when my people need that. Because it is amazing if you start paying attention, you'll be able to see when your people need that too. And if you're able to give that to them and just say, hey, take half a day, go feed the ducks, go do whatever it is in your town that would give them that mental clarity. It's amazing how fast things will start to get back on track.
0: I think that I kind of am starting to understand a few things about the world of education. And I think about people who are advocating for year-round school and people who are saying we're going to school too much and all these different sides that are all over the place. I understand now why kids and our teachers, why our educators, why they need summer break. I also understand. Understand why they need breaks throughout the year. And it's kind of been something that's resonated with me over the last really kind of month or two of just understanding more. While I'm not advocating that our agencies or our, our businesses you know, shut down for the summer, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there's reasons why this is effective for students. There's reasons why the system is set up the way it's set up and has been successful. We can draw on that and say, well, I can't afford to take a vacation Well, you can't afford not to take a vacation. You don't have to go to some elaborate Caribbean resort. You just need to take some time off. You need to take an afternoon off. You need to take a day off. You need to go feed the ducks. You need to do something so that your brain can heal itself, so that you can take a deep breath. There are a few vacations in my life where I truly disconnected. And I will tell you that I distinctively remember those particular trips away from the office because of the total disconnection that I was able to do. And they might have only been five or six days, but I was so refreshed and excited. And a matter of fact, it became so obvious to some of our management team and leadership team when I would be gone like that, because they would be like, oh no, he's going to come back with all these ideas and all these different things that we're going to have to implement and strategies. And it was such an eye-opening thing for me that when I I look back on it, I'm like, why didn't I do that more often? Why didn't I do that every year? Hopefully, some of you out there listening to this will take my advice and start it now and start giving your your mind some time to rest.
1: I'm going to leave us today with one last quote from Bull Durham. I've got a lot of time to hear your theories, but I don't want to think about quantum physics and I don't want to think about nothing. I just want to be.
0: Attitude's a choice. Make a great one.
1: Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at
0: integraagent.com. That's integraagent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA
1: Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at iaforward.com.